thanks for tuning in to Crossover Conversations, a podcast tackling the struggles that teenagers face today. It is our goal to give students a sound, biblical perspective in order to help them navigate their way through life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Crossover Conversations. Um, this is a really good topic, I think. Um, but also, if you hear us kind of a little uh, maybe upset in our voice, it's <laughs> because, up. yeah, it's literally because we were recording this and it accidentally like stopped recording. And yeah. so it deleted our whole first take on this episode. We were so this doing is good our too. We were like second in time. the zone. Yeah, we were killing it. Um, well, that's <laughs> maybe a matter of opinion. Yeah. But to us, we were killing it. And so hopefully we can go back to that where we were. Um, but I think this topic is one that is really crucial to our society today, honestly. Um, so we're talking about this idea of consuming. Mm. Uh, consumption, a consumeristic mentality, whether that's through social media, whether that's through looking at, you know, whatever you're looking at, listening to things, watching things, buying, buying things. things, literally any type of consumption. Yeah. Um, is the the heart of today's podcast. So we're going to be talking about this in terms of the Bible and like what does the Bible say about those things and how can we live in a world that is so consumeristic um, while also being a Christian? Yeah, I think that's the important question to ask is how can we do this in a way that honors God? Because you mentioned earlier that we are designed to consume. Yeah, we're we're all needy people. We have so many needs. And so there's a way for those to get met. But how do we? Um, seek these things and get them and gain them for the glory of God. Yeah. Um, so the question is, like, how how can you be a consumer in the kingdom of God? Right. Um, and ultimately, I think that's kind of an, uh, an oxymoron of a question <laughs> because the Bible says, like, hey, sell all your possessions, love your neighbor. It's more blessed to give than yeah, to receive. Yeah, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So ultimately, consumerism is not a biblical concept. Yeah, it shouldn't be something that we think that much about because we shouldn't be so used to consuming, I guess. Yeah. But like we'll talk about, because we've already talked about it. In the first take. There's so much, yeah, there's so much that goes into it. And we have been given so many scriptures and commands from the Lord of how to do this and how to look at it. Yeah, so consumerism is ultimately the idea that uh, you have to gain more. You have to... Uh, obtain more so you're buying more you're spending more you have to have the the latest newest greatest whatever it is that you're looking at um and ultimately those things define you those things give you your identity those things make us who we are yeah and i said earlier that it's like we have this treasure chest and what are we choosing to put in this treasure chest what are and the bible says where your treasure is there your heart will be also and so in this topic like what are we valuing? Because that really does make up who we are when yeah. it's all stripped away. Yeah, I was, um, I forget if I was reading this last night or maybe earlier today, but it was talking about like car commercials, like um, how these Audis and BMWs and all these other commercials that car dealerships have, they um, kind of are saying like your identity is found in the car you drive. Mm. Um, and I was like, man, that is sad to think about but honestly it's kind of true yeah like that's the way we think we think if i can have the newest most awesome or if you're in florida mississippi the most jacked up truck Truck. with the big tires and the loud pipes things like that if you can just have that then you'll be okay 
but then you're not going to be okay because you see somebody else whose truck is more jacked up mm-hmm. or who has louder pipes or has a different whatever. Yeah. And so consumeristic, this idea of consuming and having this idea of consumption, um, ultimately it leads to a dissatisfaction. Like you're never going to be satisfied. We're always hungry for more. Yeah. You're always hungry for more. You're always going to want more. And so ultimately there's no matter, like no amount of money, no amount of food, no amount of sex or entertainment that a consumer can consume that will ever satisfy them. Yeah. And I think um, it's important that we look at our hearts in this issue and not just think like, okay, well, how much money can I spend before it's bad? Yeah. How much time can I spend on this? And attention can I give this before it's considered unchristian? Yeah. Where's the line yeah. that I can go to without crossing right. it and still be considered That's a good not the Christian? Attitude. The attitude we need to have is like, how can my heart be changed and transformed to where all I want is Jesus and I'm satisfied in him? Yeah. And so don't be looking for loopholes here. Don't be looking for how you yeah. can sneak around and still get what you want because what you should want is Christ. Because ultimately, again, if you're looking for loopholes, that further exemplifies this idea of consumerism. Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm looking for a way to <laughs> make it easy, that's a consumeristic mentality. Yeah. Um, so Proverbs chapter 25 verse 27 says that it is not good to eat much honey. So for men to search their own glory is not glory. And so this idea of consumerism that, um, seeking your own glory by having materialistic possessions, having the me- the best truck, the nicest phone, the nicest whatever, is not going to bring glory to God. And that's ultimately bringing glory to yourself, um, which we've talked about in previous episodes before. Um, so a consumerism or a consumerist mentality, um, their only purpose is to consume goods and services. Yeah. So from a biblical perspective, that's literally the definition of vanity. Um, and this, this is a purpose that can never be satisfied. Yeah. And I see this a lot in America, absolutely, um, in our society, because whatever money we have, we're going to look for a way to spend it. Like if you get a promotion and you get a raise and have more money, then naturally you get a bigger house and you get a nicer car yeah. and you always just like live according to that instead of using whatever you have to take care of your needs. And then for what like letting it go because it does it belongs to the lord ultimately but like we're so like bombarded every day with a million choices of do you want this you want this you want this you want this and then there's even a better version of it there's a premium this like even the subscriptions of like things we use for netflix and spotify and all that it's like but do you want a better version of it yeah we can give you more there's an upgrade there's more you want more access to it well we're going to give you this taste and then like yeah. we'll get more there's always more that seven day free trial gets you every time yeah yeah exactly um i was actually thinking about this last night uh just in terms of like finances like um without getting into too much detail we are coming into a little bit more money now um and so i was thinking like how you know i'm just gonna be confessing really here uh real quick but like how could we use that money how could we spend that money what could we get what could we do with this and i was like Hold on. Time out. Flag on the play. We've been living perfectly fine with this, what we have. So this extra that's coming in, why spend it? Why not put it to good use? Why yeah. Why am I so anxious? Why am I so eager to get rid of a blessing? Yeah. Um, and that's ultimately like, that's just the culture we live in, mm-hmm. which is sad to think. Like, even if you look at our stimulus checks, like mm. those weren't meant to be purchasing a car those weren't meant to be you know upgrading your house those are meant to provide for you 
in times of need. Like yeah. you need groceries here. Here's this. Yeah. Go get groceries. Go make it able for you to survive. Not mm-hmm. let's go on vacation, mm-hmm. which is sadly where most of that money went, I would yeah. say, to a lot of people. We like found a way to use it yeah. that we wouldn't have normally spent our money on. Um, because we are, I think we always have this list in our head of like, well, if I had more, what would I do? Yeah. If I, like we ask each other things like, if you if you had a million dollars, how would you spend it? Like, yeah. what would you get, bro? Or like, oh man, if I was rich, I would have that outfit. I would have that brand. Yeah. Or I would like, I would, I don't know. Sometimes like people have like $100 underwear and I'm like, I don't understand. Nobody, yeah. Nobody like, sees that anyway. That's such, a, that's such a side thing. But like, I think we have this list in our head of like, Man, if only I could like get yeah. that. That's what I'm gonna do next. If I just randomly won the lottery right. or something, it's uh, it's sad. We're hungry. Exactly. It's sad that we're never satisfied with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've you know you've been on mission trips before, and like you've seen where people who don't have anything mm-hmm. are like the happiest people in the world. Oh my goodness! And they're willing to give it away. Yes. They're giving their nothing away. Yeah. Like they don't have anything, but what they and have, they'll they're share. They're giving it away. Yeah. yeah. Because their identity is not based on who they are. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. The, who they are is not based on what they have. Yeah. Their identity is not based on the things that they have and what they look like. And they respect each other regardless of yeah. income or their status is not based on that. Where that's very much our culture. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how do we go about fixing this problem? Like, We've said it's a hard issue. We've said that this idea, this mentality is wrong mm-hmm. to to continue to seek to obtain more. So how do we fix our heart in a way that's going to bring glory to God? Well, a couple of verses. I kind of think of this in terms of like we have a lot of choices to make every day. Like what are we going to choose to have in our life? What are we going to spend our money and our time mm-hmm. and our our affection on. And so Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is light, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And I think Paul's trying to tell them like, these are the things to set your life upon. Yeah. These are the things to spend your time and your thought and your, your life on. Um, and so for me, whenever I'm going to like choose like what music I'm listening to, what movie right. I'm going to watch, like what am I going to spend this 30 minutes of free time before Mm -hmm. I have to go somewhere doing, am I going to fill this gap in my life by picking up my phone or online shopping or just, I don't know, whatever else pops up in my face, or am I going to make the decision to seek the Lord or, you know, be still. Yeah. Um, and I think I read something earlier and it was talking about how like 75% of teenagers said that like without a doubt, when there's like a moment in their life, that's not already filled. They're, they're going to fill it by reaching for their phone. Absolutely. And I was like, I mean, I'm definitely the same way. Like, that's just my natural tendency is like to check. Oh, do I have any texts? Do I have any yeah. emails? Like. What's something cool that my friends have been doing? Right. Oh, like, how am I going to relax? I'm going to just scroll because I don't have to think. And it's numbing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And it's entertaining. But like, we weren't designed to be entertained 24-7. Yeah. You know, like, that's a new thing. That's not that our generation has constant access to is entertainment and consumerism is fueled by how much access we have to mm-hmm. whatever we want at any moment. Like you want food, someone will literally bring it to your house and drop it off at your doorstep for yeah. you from wherever you want it. You want a new shirt, you can have it at your doorstep tomorrow. Like yeah. you want to talk to someone, click a button and you can talk to anyone you want right now. Yeah. So 
because of this, we're not able to patiently wait on the Lord's provision for what we need and be still. Yeah. Um, so Philippians says that, and then a big thing in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And so in both of these, we see your mind and your thoughts as like a very core part of what right. is in your life. And so in the Bible, it's telling us like it takes discipline and it takes making a decision for you to not be stuck in the ways of the world yeah. and consuming. Are you, I think it's cool that you mentioned something that we haven't mentioned directly. And I don't, you didn't even mention directly, but I think it was really cool that um, you kind of mentioned like your eyes and your ears and what you watch, what you see, what you listen to. Um, and oftentimes we don't think about those things. Like we just think, oh, well, that sounds cool. Or that TV show looks funny. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, you know, click watch or whatever. And um, those kind of thoughts permeate your brain and they, those words permeate your, your ears and all those things. And they influence what you then think about. Yeah. Like it's crazy to how your mind works like that, how you can see something and, or watch something or hear something and it brings up another thought. Right. Um, it's just crazy to me, but I was reading something in preparation th- for this where um, they did a study a couple years ago and it was talking about if children or teenagers watch something that had a sexual reference in it, whether it was sexual talk, sexual images, or even just suggestive themes. Um, if they watched it or heard it, they were like way more likely to start being sexually active before mm-hmm. they were married, which mm-hmm. is just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, because oftentimes we see, like we see those things as innocent, yeah. which is so sad. We see those suggestive images or those suggestive words, those crude mm-hmm. jokes as funny and we celebrate them and often make them or yeah. whatever. And we don't realize like that actually affects how you grow up. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how like the ratings of different things have changed. Yeah. Like what used to be rated PG is now rated G, PG yeah. 13, PG, like R, PG We just become now. so numb to those yeah, things. Yeah. And it's just like, like we're surprised if it's not in a movie. Yeah. Or if that's not referenced. And that's the, that's where our minds go to mm-hmm. uh, the gutter, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, even that is this idea of taking in what you watched, you're taking that in. Mm-hmm. What you listen to, you're taking that in. That influences how you then behave. There's a reason that we say like, oh, this song's stuck in my head. Yeah. Because what you listen to over and over will be in your head. Yeah. You can't get you, And if you could get it out, you wouldn't say it's stuck in my head. Exactly. Like sometimes it's out of our control the way it replays itself mm-hmm. in our minds. And even more with images and with the things that we like we choose to put into our life. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's an old song and I'm, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing on oh, this, dang. but uh, there's an old song and it's like a little kid song and I'm going to say the words and you're going to know, know the you're song. Gonna say, yeah. um, but it, the words say, be careful little eyes, what you see, be careful little ears, what you hear because the father oh, up above is looking, looking down in love. Um, and it goes on. And, um, but like, that's a little, like a, a silly kid song. Mm-hmm. But the truth behind it is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, be careful what you see. Be careful what you hear. Because all of those things influence what you think about. They influence what you say. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. So if you are taking in all of these negative thoughts or all of these suggestive images, if you're taking in those things, eventually you're going to see those things play out in your life. Mm-hmm. Um 
you're a product of what you take in. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, eventually that's going to come out. Yeah. And it's interesting because Jesus, or no, it's it's not Jesus, it's Paul. He's telling um, his readers that a little leaven like affects the whole lump yeah. of dough. And basically like I've heard a lot of people be like, it's literally just a movie. Like it's not yeah. a big deal. Or like, I'm, it's just it's a just song. One like, I like the beat yeah. of the song. But like it affects you. It is not. Yeah. It is literally like. First of all, the enemy knows what he's doing. He knows how to put it, subtle things into it. And you might think it's literally innocent, but like, does it turn your eyes toward Christ? Because Colossians three says, "Seek the things that are above, not earthly things." Yeah, that's not casually saying. Just like wander around and like when you get the chance to, you know, look for something that God's doing, find that. But don't worry, like nothing's really a threat out there. It's like the enemy is probably literally around like everywhere. a roaring lion. Yeah. He's looking for every chance to devour you. So be careful out there. Yeah. Um, and there's so many examples of this. One that's just came up within the past couple of weeks is the whole deal with the Nike shoe. Have Ooh, you seen that? Yeah. And that was it's crazy. Just, it's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, but for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, there's this artist who is a known Satan worshiper, correct? Yeah. And came up with this shoe with Nike that's like literally worships Satan in the shoe. Like, they're 666 shoes. It's called Satan shoes. Yeah. It's like the verse on the shoe is Luke 10, 18, which says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah. And it's red and it has human blood in the shoe. And it's just like this crazy. I'm like, it's, it's a big they, deal. They couldn't have been more obviously like. Satan yeah. Worshiping. yeah. Exactly. Um, And the sad thing is like, people are going to see that and be like, it's just a shoe. Yeah. Like it it's, looks cool. Especially people who aren't close to the Lord. Yeah. To them, it's just like another like religious like random statement somebody's trying to make. And like that stuff is dangerous. Yes. (laughs) Like even if beyond whatever, whatever your opinion and preference is on that, Mm -hmm. regardless, that kind of stuff is dangerous. Like not in like a Satan worshiping sense, even though that is dangerous. But like that artist, because of all of these things whether you like that music or not, if you've listened to it, this is exactly what we're talking about, how that kind of influence taking in those things yeah. will permeate you, your brain and your mind and your thoughts. And you'll start seeing those things play out in your life. On a practical level, like I have this playlist for whenever I'm really sad. It's called teardrop medicine. And it's like, okay, if I'm sad, I'm going to listen to this, but it's like all praise and worship music yeah. because when I'm sad, I'm like, am I going to fuel that and play like, yeah songs that make me mad at the world yeah. or am I going to play songs that make me realize that like God is holding all of my problems yeah. so I can praise him. But like one of my friends, like she sent me her sad playlist and it was like all these songs that are like basically like boo the world. Like yeah. everyone's against me and I'm the victim of everything. And one day she like, we were listening to something else and she was like, Oh my gosh, I just realized like that thing that happened to me, like it really wasn't anybody's fault and nothing was actually wrong. But because I was listening to this song that was like, I'm the boss and everybody better like get on my level because they shouldn't be messing with me. Basically she was like, I just kind of like blamed other people because I was the music I was listening to was saying that I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Yeah. So I had that attitude. She's like, I don't even know where that came from. And I was like, I know where that came from. (laughs) I was like, yeah, like no wonder you were mad. Like you were feeling entitled. And I mean, the popular thing these days is like, you're on top. Don't, don't, don't worry for one second about anybody else. And that's the opposite of Christ. Yeah. 
but like i notice how like i'll be driving in the car and i listen to a song and i'm like you know what that's right i needed to hear that yeah. like whatever it's saying especially if it's worshiping the lord i'm like oh okay well yeah like i can go forgive this person or like yeah i can go to this next thing i have with a good attitude because even though i'm tired it's not about me yeah and like it affects my whole life the things that i choose to read and watch yeah and also we have access to more resources than ever so we have no yeah. excuse there's not say, none. there's not good christian music out there there's christian music in every single style i promise yeah. that you cannot say there's not a wholesome movie to watch there is there's plenty of books to read like we have no excuse of we don't have these things yeah but i also i think it's cool that you again kind of lead us in the right direction there. Um, so far, we've talked a lot about consumerism in a negative light, how it mm -hmm. affects you negatively. But on the flip side of that, like she was just saying, what you take in affects you. So take in good things. Mm -hmm. Take in that which glorifies God. Take in that which lifts you up. Mm -hmm. uh, take in that which um, points you to Christ because mm -hmm. ultimately that is also going to permeate through your brain and your life and it's going to flow out of your body. Mm -hmm. um, so again, what you take in will come out. Mm -hmm. uh, not to be too graphic, but think about your food. Mm -hmm. Your food comes in and it comes out. Yeah. Um, so whatever you take in is going to come out in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. So what are you taking in? And if you're taking in something bad, like how would you stop doing that? I think discipline is a big thing. It's just like making better decisions about this and having accountability. Um, yeah. But like I said, it's a heart, it's a heart change. It's absolutely at the very root. Like, do you want Jesus? Yeah. And if so, then show it and live it by choosing him. And like, this is like some, as just as simple as like, like I heard this thing the other day that was talking about how everything is actually a spiritual discipline because yeah. our whole life walking with Jesus is all part of our spiritual walk and so like even if i'm sitting on the couch because i have to be somewhere and i have to leave in 10 minutes am i going to spend the 10 minutes before i go scrolling am i yeah. going to choose to pick up my phone or choose to like watch that trailer for that movie that i know i know for a fact that is not good and or like watch that episode binge netflix for three more hours right or am i going to choose like just the next best thing, which is following, like seeking something that exalts God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was one of the quotes that kind of stuck out to me um, as I was doing some research is this. It says the problem is not consuming to live, but rather living to consume. Mm. So we as people are, again, designed. We're meant to consume. We're meant to consume things. We're meant to take in things. So it's not that you're consuming to live, not that you're consuming to literally live in terms of I need food, I need water, but rather living to consume. So is your heart based in I need this to survive, I need this to keep going, or is it based in I'm living so I can gain more? Hmm. Um, and ultimately, like, again, where your heart is, that's where your mind is going to go. That's where your body is going to be glorified. That's where your worship is going to be. So if your heart is seeking after Christ and seeking to know more about him, then you'll be satisfied. He says, come to me, all you who thirst are, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. um, and I stumbled through that verse. But 
that is what he's talking about. Come to me, all you who are thirsty and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. So if we desire God, if we seek God, he's going to give us what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's a physical need or whether that's a spiritual moment of peace in times of trouble, whatever it is, he's the ultimate source of satisfaction. That made me think of delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Which is a scripture. And like, I remember someone told me that one time and I've heard that verse before, but they told me it in a certain context that I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Like if I put my joy in the Lord, then I will always have joy because I'll always have the Lord. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like there it is. But even when we fall short and when we find ourselves in that moment where we just like filled our life with something else that we knew wouldn't draw us to the Lord. He still loves us. And yeah. he still, he once again says, come to me and I'll lead you again and I'll show you the way and I will make it possible right. for you to choose me again. Like, don't say like, Oh, I blew it. I'm never going to be able to get this. It's just a daily, you know, like we're being renewed and we're being refined and we're taking that one step at a time to keep our eyes looking at things above. Yeah. So two things in closing real quick. Um, in terms of consumerism or consumption, what you take in, you'll see, or you'll sow, you'll, you'll reap what you sow. Consumerism reduces God from a deity to a commodity. So the more you consume, the more that you say, it's all about the things that I can get, the more you're saying God is not worth my time, not worth my effort. Mm. Um, and then secondly, consumerism reduces Jesus Christ from Lord to a label. Because we're putting our lordship in things that uh, we think are going to define us, we think are going to give us happiness, we think are going to give us joy. Um, and so in so doing, we're taking that label of Lord and saying, our Lord is this. This is what I'm serving that is not Christ. This truck that I'm spending thousands of dollars on to make it the best truck in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. This phone that I've spent so much time mm-hmm. on, this makeup, make, yeah, whatever it is in your life that you're spending your money on your time on you're saying that's my lord and you've reduced jesus christ to nothing more than just a label in your life and that reminds me of a quote i heard last night at a bible study that said god doesn't move powerfully when we regard him casually Mm. so like if we're gonna think of god lightly and casually and like he's just another thing and another part and another option then why are we expecting him to move powerfully in our life but when we see that he is priceless he is valuable he is the king of heaven like all the angels sing constantly holy 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 is he yeah like he is beautiful beyond anything we can comprehend and when we just humble ourselves we decrease and he increases like we see his power and our lives are changed yeah absolutely and that's huge that's how we fix this false idea of consumeristic mentality Mm -hmm. we stop trying to please ourselves we stop trying to find our identity and other things and we worship the lord who Um, is worthy of worship, who can ultimately satisfy us. So this week in closing, our verse of the week comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. It says, The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you, uh, or if then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So again, talking about your eyes and what you take in, if you take in something that's bad that's going to ruin your body it's going to take in uh, or it's going to fill you with evil things with bad things with darkness that's what the the what jesus is talking about what you take in 
is going to be what comes out. Mm-hmm. And then just before we go, like the story of the good, the rich young ruler yeah. who Jesus said, like, sell everything and follow me. He was so attached to his things and his possessions and he couldn't follow Jesus. And so yeah. are we going to be like him and we're going to value our things or are we going to like let it go because our pursuit and relationship with Christ is everything? Yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, guys, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, We will see you next week on next week's episode of Crossover Conversations. But until then, stay safe and God bless. Bye.